Hi, it's Tap Warner. Thanks for tuning in to the For Your Success podcast, an inspirational program about creating the lifestyle and legacy impact you want to have. Your host today is a Christian author, speaker, business coach, and program development expert who will help you design, grow, and delight in doing business as worship, because that is true success. And now, here's my lovely wife, Katie Horner. You're in for a treat today, my friend, on the For Your Success podcast. I have a very special guest with me today, a friend from a a couple of years back. She has been a a speaker at our event. She is an amazing bread baker. But what she's doing with courses, and the reason we brought her onto the show, is to talk about how we can bring friendships and relationships into our business. And so she is the author and speaker and coach over at friendsonhand.com and is launching her friendship boot camp a couple of times a year. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Nancy Hand, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Katie. It's always such an incredible treat. The last couple of years have been such a whirlwind, and you've been one of those perfect guides for me. Watching you do your thing has been a complete inspiration to me. So thank you for that. (laughs) Oh, thank you. And running courses is something that I have done on and off, but never quite as good as I wanted to. And I think probably everybody looks at the last thing they do and they're like, oh God, it could have been so much better. I, I didn't do this right and that right and this right and that right. And the friendship boot camp is something that I have really wanted to do for a while. And this is a blend of the very best information I have about making friends as an adult. And I think one of my bigger struggles in, in this, if, if we're going to go there, I'm not I'm not sure how, how we do this, but um, one of my bigger struggles was really identifying my target market. Like, yeah. who doesn't need friendship right now? And especially, <laughs> and I started doing this, you know, pre the isolation year. I'm not going to say the word, <laughs> but I started this path in late 2018. And at that point, it really wasn't on everybody's radar. And like, so what? And I had this feeling so strongly within me and to talk about friendship. This is coming off a background of mediation and intellectual property contract law and teaching people rapport skills and negotiation and networking, right? Networking. So I'm thinking, well, I'm already doing that. I'm teaching networking. And then I started to find out that there are a lot of people out there who only have professional contacts and it's not the same. Right. And you shared some amazing stats one of the previous times that we talked in the last episode where I interviewed you, you're talking about the stats of people and the lack of friendship and the impact that that has had just in the last couple of years on mental health and relationship health. Like, it's just incredible to see how much, whether it's it's forced or chosen isolation, can do to someone's spirits and to their motivation and to their relationships and to all this stuff. And I'm so glad that you're teaching this. <laughs> Thank you. I, I am too. And it was like I said, I had, you know, a jolly doing my thing, you know, I wrote a book on planning and I was, I was promoting that and I had to like, ding, 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 talk about friendship, ding, 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 talk about friendship. And I blew it off for about a year and a half. And it wasn't until I started looking at the statistics and, and the statistics are showing us the earlier study was between 1985 and 2004. And they found that the average number of close confidants outside of family that people had has dropped from three to two. And a a newer study that was done by Cigna showed that it had dropped from three to one. 
give my analogy again, which is this is something so personal that you can't send someone else to go make your friends for you. And it's like going to the dentist. And if a third of the population lost all their teeth, we'd freak out. Or if all the population lost a third of their teeth, we would freak out. So it's big. And looking at the rise of all the other things, loneliness, opioid use, shootings, disgruntled employees, incivility in the workplace, bullying, and that kind of thing, it stands to reason. Like friendships went down and all these other things came up. So that coupled with really starting to work with clients who only had professional contacts and it's not the same and you can be lonely in a big room and you can be lonely in any big room whether it's your boardroom or your church or your neighborhood pta because if it's not right you're not going to connect and if you don't have those connections first of all achiever people like like you i'm sorry (laughs) i'm pointing at everybody out there because if you're in katie's tribe you're a high achiever tend to feel like they have failed if they can't connect well Mm -hmm. and extroverts are especially damaged in these isolating incidences because they feel like like they've lost their mojo or they don't have a mojo. Introverts are beautiful because they, I think, have a higher self-awareness and a lot of light has been shown on that too. So the introverted people are going to do a little better in these isolated times because they're like, oh, awesome. I don't have to go to work. (laughs) I don't don't have to go to the party. I can, I can mute the party if I want to. That's awesome. But the extroverts really had trouble with it. And they also have trouble with that feeling of failure when they don't have the connections and the shame, right? The shame that they try to hide because they want everybody to know that they're connected. It's, there's a pride to that, right? But when you're not, yeah. And it looks that way, it'll click in some of that imposter syndrome. So. That's where I'm going with this. And and like I said, like who doesn't need this? Right, right. I know in our family, I've got five kids and some of them are the extroverts that are struggling because of the isolation. And some of them are the introverts. They're like, this is wonderful. I'm never leaving the house again. (laughs) And some of my clients are that way too, you know? And like, how do I reach out now if I can't go out? And then I've got others that are like, I'm just fine chatting. And nobody needs to see my face, you know? (laughs) And it's that... We all need friendship skills, just like we all need relationship skills. Yes. You know, this is a friendship course. Yes. How are you launching it? What are you, what methods are you using to, <laughs> to do this? I, I don't like a webinar, Katie. I'm just <laughs> going to tell you. No judgment. No judgment. <laughs> I, I will probably do some webinars, but I am leaning toward doing a five-day challenge. Mm-hmm. which is a reconnect challenge and and not just reconnecting with people or connecting with people, but reconnecting with yourself. Cause that really is where it starts. You have to, you have to know thyself. Like how much time do you have? And my theory is if you don't have time for friends, you're right. Cause you're not making mm. time for friends and you'll fill that time with other things, which is not good at all. Right. So really a self-study leading into some real connection. So my goal is at the end of that five-day challenge, people will have had an opportunity and made some meaningful connections with at least three people, whether they're old friends they haven't touched base with for a while or maybe somebody new. And you and I both know, since we met in the virtual world, you can connect this way beautifully, wonderfully. I cannot wait to give you a big giant hug. So the the launch part of this for me, um, aside from I have a podcast called Friends on Hand too really drawing awareness to the course that way and talking about it a lot because it will be something running regularly. So, or it is running regularly. Challenges, 
I've done one. I did the holiday social survival challenge last year, and it was a lot of work, y'all. I'm just going to say running a challenge is no small thing. Buckle up, buttercup, because it'll take even just doing an hour a day with all the behind the scenes that goes into it. It takes a lot. And the follow up and the prep work. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, why am I tired after a five day challenge? I was like, oh, I need to, I need to like get back in shape for this kind of thing. And I will probably run a few webinars if I have fun with those, I will continue to do those. But I will say the challenge, as much work as it was, was fun. I liked that medium a lot. And I'm not especially great at it. I'm getting better at it. Same, same. You practice, you get better. But webinars for me, talking into a void, it seems. You know, maybe there are people there and you can kind of see who's there, but there's no interaction and we have been taught that maybe that's a good thing. You know, I would be more comfortable with a big Zoom, but you know, what if only one person shows up? It's a little blow to the moral right there. But with the challenge, if one person shows up, I'm like, yes, someone's here. <laughs> like we're connecting. Right. Different vibe altogether. The connection is so much easier too. And in, yeah. you know, whether you're doing a, a Facebook, you know, a StreamYard live into a Facebook group or if you're doing a YouTube live, you can see the comments coming in in real time. You're doing a Zoom call yes. where you can see folks like that medium seems to be a whole lot easier, especially when you're talking about relationships, right? Because mm-hmm. it is a lot of the facial expression and the body language and the, you know, all of that. And with the webinar, like I said, I'll I'll run maybe a couple of them and get the recording, you know, because that can be useful to put on the site and say, like, if you can't make it to the challenge, if you get, you can watch the little webinar I have here and it's evergreen and it's right there for you. And that's probably something I'll absolutely do. I'd say probably absolutely in the same sentence. I did, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, everything is a test, right? I have one mentor who says it's all a test, right? And so we do it and we test it. And if it works, then we might try it again. But we also have yeah. culture shifting and we have technology shifting. And so the things that worked wonderful two years ago might not work so well today because the world is such a different place. And that's why it's so important to keep testing and keep innovating. And I'm super excited about the challenge idea. I've not done challenges before. Personally, I prefer like a live video masterclass type format when we do our live launches because I can get the interaction and the engagement and three days whoops my butt. So <laughs> yeah. as you know, we just moved and, and getting settled into to a new place here. And when I was unpacking the other day, I was unpacking the library. That's what we're calling it. The library. This room is just tech. The other one is just books. And Nancy in the past did something really weird. And I think it was for a booth that I was doing at a conference or whatever, but I'd printed out and I wish I pulled one off the wall, but on just eight and a half by 11 paper, bold, really big black. I don't know how much printer I went through with that, but I have four of them and they say, do it because you love it with like four exclamation points. And now they're all over the wall in there. But when I think about something like a webinar is like, it, or anything, if I'm, if I don't want to do it, or if I don't love it, why do I not love it? Do I love it, not love it because I'm not good at it? Because that can change. That's just a learning curve right there. Or am I, if I don't love it because it actually doesn't fit, then it goes, then it goes, it's done. So ever since I unpacked those, I was like, that's part of the litmus of my life now. Do I love this? If I don't love it, why? Is it because I'm not good at it? Fixable. Is it because I just don't? Then done. We're done. It's easy. Yeah, I love that 
motto and that guiding light. And it's something I've been working even in my mastermind group with the ladies. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, I think I'm going to do this. And I'm like, so do, are you doing that because you love it? Mm-hmm. Right. Or are you feeling like you should? Because we can should all over ourselves <laughs> and not get anywhere. Right. But if it's something that you're doing because you love it, you really enjoy it and it's going to move the needle forward then it's such a better choice, right? And so starting there with what do I want to do? How do I want to launch this? Do I enjoy webinars as a user? Do I enjoy teaching or do I enjoy conversation? You know, do I not enjoy any of that? I just want to send an email launch to my list. You know, like there's so many different ways to do it and none of them is wrong. And I hope that if you're watching or listening, you're picking up on this through this series because we're talking about launching your course or your high ticket offer and there is no right or wrong. Right. And let me say that again, just to make sure you're listening. There's no right or wrong in launching. It's finding out what you enjoy and what works for you and your people. And so, like with Nancy and her challenges, like I think that's amazing. And she's not big on webinars. You might be. That might be what works for you. And that's totally fine. And everything we just keep testing and improving and testing and improving. Um, But finding something that lights you up is key because if you dread it or if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to be as successful with that as something that you just light up over. Exactly. Exactly. And I will say I intend to definitely get in touch with my list, my groups. I have a a friends on hand group on Facebook. And one of the new things I will say that I'm going to add to the mix of this launch is LinkedIn. Because a lot of the people I've been talking to, they've had their heads down in academia and then they had their heads down in the career, like getting it done, getting it done, getting it done, getting it done. They haven't had time for friends. They haven't been doing that kind of social cultivation. And so, you know, you look up one day and and maybe they have a little bit of money and maybe they have a little bit of time finally. And they're across the country. They're best friends in, you know, 500 miles away. Their family somewhere else. Everybody's got kids scattered and nobody has time and they don't have anybody to play with on the weekend and that they are on LinkedIn. And so I will be using that medium more, hopefully more effectively than I have in the past. I love it. I love it. It's a secret. Nobody uses LinkedIn anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nobody. Well, I won't say nobody because every time I log yeah. into LinkedIn, there's more and more people there. Yeah. Um, but it it definitely is a different clientele. And just like you've got to find the launch method that works for you, you've also got to find the social platform that connects you to your people. You know, and so if your people are more corporate type people that you're reaching, then LinkedIn is the place to be. If they're homeschool moms, they're probably on Facebook and Instagram or Pinterest, right? (laughs) You know, and so that's a part of launching too, is knowing which social media do I focus on Mm -hmm. to be able to reach these people who need what I have? Where are they hanging out? Where are they spending their time? And how can I engage with them over there? I think it's so interesting that we're doing this recording today. Um, Today is the 24th friendiversary with my best friend from college. Awesome. We, we met on the very first day of college, our college experience 24 years ago today. And oh my gosh. Yeah. I've known her longer than my husband now. That freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's so funny, but, but to think about all the things that that friendship has endured and uh, what an amazing gift that is. Mm-hmm. She's at the the other side of the world for me, practically, me in Mexico and her in the north of the United States, you know, and prior to the whole pandemic thing, we would get together at least once a year. And now it's been a couple of years since I've seen her, but we still stay in touch on a regular basis. And we're totally different, right? 
But because we are, it sweetens the friendship because she has tons of things I can learn about. I have things she can learn about. And we're always trading stories and ideas and what we're into. And it's just been such a huge anchor for us, Mm -hmm. for both of us through the years to be able to have that friendship to rely on and fall back on. And well, um, you do know that that's going to help you live longer help you be happier. (laughs) I know we joke about how, you know, one day we'll be old and senile and we'll have wheelchair races up and down the, the uh, hallway of our old folks home, you know, and then we'll be be (laughs) new best friends again. (laughs) Probably sit on the front porch with a nice tea on rocking chair with my girlfriend. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Nancy, what last launching tips could you leave with our audience today? We're so grateful to have had you. Well, make sure your friends know. And and I, I see this happen a lot where people are really like keeping business and, and their social life so completely compartmentalized that their their best friends, their social people, their neighbors and don't know what they're doing professionally. So not just webinars, not just your list, not just your group, but make sure your posse knows too. And tell them what you're doing in a way that is just like two or three little nuggets like Nancy's teaching people how to make friends in midlife. There you go. Easy for someone to do in the, what do they call it? The, the secret game where you whisper around a, a table or whatever. Make sure that your message will make it all the way around because your brother's half listening. Your best friend's busy. They just need like just enough to be able to turn to someone and go, oh, Katie's running something that blah, blah, blah. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Easy to remember, yep. easy to pass along. And the thing is, when people know what you're doing and you make sure that they know that it's super cool and that they're lucky to know you, then they will feel really good and empowered and proud to turn to the next person and in line at the grocery and go, oh, I have a friend who does just that thing. And they'll hook you up. So remember your friends. They, they are there to help you too. They're really one of their best attributes. They support you, hopefully. And if they don't, come find me. Love it. Love it. And speaking of finding Nancy, you can find Nancy over at friendsonhand.com. You definitely want to go check out her friendship bootcamp. Sign up for the next challenge she's got going. Whenever you're listening to this, uh, there will be another one coming up. So go find Mm -hmm. her and sign up. And um, just tons of info and insight that we can gain from that and how important friendships are. You know, we are not in business for ourselves, we're in business for the people. And you can't do business with people without a relationship. And that is hugely, hugely important. So thank you so much, Nancy, for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Always, always such a treat. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for hanging out. Wherever you are, scroll down, leave us a comment or a review. Let us know what you're learning from these sessions with our special guests. So I'm Katie Horner of HandprintLegacy.com, obsessed with helping faith-based entrepreneurs design, grow, and delight in the business that affords you the lifestyle and legacy impact you want to have. It's been my honor today to host you on the For Your Success podcast, and I do hope you'll scroll down wherever you're hearing this and leave me a comment or review. You can get all of today's links and show notes over at ForYourSuccessPodcast.com. And until next time, remember, my friend, your message matters. You've been so caught up in figuring out how to market your business the quote right way, you found yourself overwhelmed and your dream a little muddied. 
What if a simple mindset reset can help you realign your vision, refine your expectations, and revive that dream for your business? I'm Katie Horner, author of The Flamingo Advantage, and for two decades, I've been teaching business owners just like you how to make your business and marketing decisions with faith, with clarity, and with purpose, empowering God's people to live out their best worship through the business. My framework teaches how to realign your mindset and your business practices with God's Word so that you no longer operate in fear or lack of criticism, but in confidence and powerful intention. I'd love to invite you to grab a free copy of of my book, just pay shipping at freeflamingobook.com. You, my friend, have an advantage and your uniqueness helps you live out God's purpose for you in the world. freeflamingobook.com.